Just Life, a programme from Radio Maria England. Good morning, this is Radio Maria. You are listening to Just Life. This is just the second ever episode of Just Life. We began yesterday when James told us about how to make the perfect cup of tea. And today we are joined by Dr. Emma Gardner. She is from the Diocese of Salford, which she joined last year. She is Head of Environment, providing strategic leadership to support environmental practices across the diocese in keeping with Laudato C. If we don't know what Laudato C is, I'm sure Emma will tell us. She also manages the flagship Laudato C Centre, which she's going to tell us more about today. Welcome, Emma. Hello. Hello, everybody. Thank you for inviting me. Not at all. Thank you for coming on Just Life. Wonderful. Tell, tell us about yourself and what you do. Yeah, of course. So um, I joined the diocese last year and it's been a really exciting busy year it's gone so quickly i can't believe we're you know towards the end of october already um it's a really exciting time at the moment we are two weeks away from the climate change conference which starts in glasgow and there's been lots of activities to uh, raise awareness and um, to you know put pressure on the people that make decisions to make sure that things that happen at, at COP in October. Um, you know, so we really need to say lots of prayers that, that the right things happen. But what's really interesting is that, you know, the climate crisis, it's not just a pro problem that can be left to government alone. And Pope Francis urges every one of us to make the right changes in our lives to care for our common home and to be those, you know, stewards of creation. So for all Christians, we need to put our faith into action. In fact, to everyone, anyone with any faith, you know, put our faith in action to heal and care for our common home. And that's what we're doing with the Diocese of Salford. And that's what my role is about. And I'm really happy that the diocese created this role and employed me to start living, I guess, my faith in action every day through my job, which is, um, which is beautiful. So I can share with you some of the work that we're doing if you'd like me to do that now for the Absolutely. next 10 minutes before we have a Okay, so there's a lot of environmental activities happening and, and lots of action, and that's across all our schools and parishes, uh, not just in the Diocese of Salford, but across all dioceses and across all faiths. We've got lots of eco-groups that are reducing plastic waste, and what we've seen in um, many primary schools and parish communities have really taken their pens at hand and written to their local MPs and councillors to make sure that their voice is heard and, and asking them to take action on their behalf on, on the climate crisis. It's great to see all this action and activity, but we all need to do more, uh, you know, as we're each called to care for our common home. And, you know, Pope Francis' encyclical Laudato Si, that really is a worldwide wake-up call to help humanity and it's been such an amazing document that has been read by people uh, people of all faiths and people of no faith and 
you know, I think that's really helped us. That was um, produced in 2015. And, you know, there's lots of action that's in keeping with Lodato C. But I just wanted to start, I guess, a little bit about me and, um, you know, how I feel I've been called to care for our common home. I've felt this since, since I was childhood. And one of my early memories was remembering hearing a news item. It was in the background of them. It must have been the television or radio when I was younger. I think I must have been about eight years old. And the presenter I heard say, there will no you know, there will no longer be any birds flying in the sky. And I remember with those, hearing those words, feeling this enormous sense of sadness. And I ran to the window and looked up to the sky. I was desperate to see a bird, any bird, just to see that, you know, I really hope that there was, that what the lady was saying wasn't true. And when I did see a bird fly over, I felt this real immense sense of relief. I just couldn't in my heart imagine like an empty soundless sky. And I think that experience put me on the path that I am today. And in my job today and all the work I've ever done, it's to work really hard to protect our beautiful world. So when Pope Francis encyclical in 2015, that was just such a powerful signal, a powerful message. And, um, you know, because sadly, since my experience when I was a child and all the work I've done, since then, we, we have permanently altered our beautiful planet. We live in a world now where the temperature rises are causing devastating impacts, and that's on people and planet. You know, the temperature's risen by 1.2 degrees since before industrial times. And not just the rise in temperature, there's so much that we've lost and are losing. And since 1970, there's been... Um, 68% average decline in species population sizes. Now, we talk very much about the environment, but it all has a very human face. And currently, the poor and the most vulnerable are disproportionately affected. And, you know, so those that have contributed to least are actually suffering the most. And this is something that Pope Francis talks about a lot. And he brings this interconnectivity, that how everything's interconnected, uh, the cry of the earth and the cry of the poor. So we know that that kind of our place on this world has made these irreversible changes. But what Pope Francis also talks about is hope and that there is still time to act. We are still capable of changing course. And this hope's really, really important because sometimes it can feel overwhelming, not only the scale of the challenge, but what we've done to the planet and to our brothers and sisters. But hope's really important and action's really important. And the Salford, we've really kind of decided that Lodato Sea and the environment is going to be at, at the heart of what we do. So for those who may not be aware of the Diocese of Salford, it's based um, in the northwest of England. It spans the Greater Manchester. So in Greater Manchester, there's 10 local authorities. And it also includes places in Lancashire around Accrington, Blackburn, Burnley and Longridge. And we have a really beautiful, varied and vibrant life. We've got over 208 Catholic schools with, I think there's also, we've got 208 Catholic schools with over about 665,000 pupils. And before COVID, average 36,000 weekly mass attendance. So when you're thinking about sharing stories and trying to enable environmental action and, and thinking 
about the words of Laudato Si', there's a real opportunity there for environmental advocacy, and that's something that we take really seriously. In March 2019, a bishop of Salford, is Bishop John, and he's also the spokesperson for the Bishops' Conference in England and Wales on the environment. He wrote to all our parishes and schools and challenging everyone to take action on climate change. He asked them to think global and act locally, knowing that everything we do has an impact. So thinking about those actions and activities that we do and ensuring that they're the right actions, they're the positive actions. So he did challenge everyone to think about what they do and to take the right environmental action. And he really wanted to lead by example. So he created the um, Ladato Sea Centre at his home in Wardley Hall, which is based in the city of Salford. It's a beautiful building. I believe there's been people on the site since the 1200s, but the hall itself was built, I think, in the 15 or 1600s. I'm not sure the exact time, but it's beautiful. It has a, a moat. All Well, it was all around, but some of it's um, been filled in a long time ago, not, not by us. So it's a really beautiful, there's lots of trees, woodland and space. And part of Wardley Hall has an area of walled garden, an old coach house and an old stable block. And this is where Bishop John wanted to take his action. So to lead by, by example, he created the Ladato Sea Centre. So the centre includes some of the woodland that surrounds the hall the unused buildings that I mentioned, the coach house and the stable block. And we'll be bringing these back to use and transforming them into zero carbon buildings. And there's also the wall garden, which provides a space um, to help people learn about what practical actions they can take to tackle the environmental crisis. And what's really important about the centre is how together we can work towards a sustainable world, you know, for current and future generations. So the Ladato Sea Centre is a very special and beautiful space, and I'm very, very fortunate to be able to work here. The centre is going to be for people um, of all faiths and none. And what we want to do is provide activities and um, share ideas and share stories and provide opportunities. So people that visit the centre can explore the interconnectedness of all things, which is something Pope Francis talks about. Because we can't think about things in, in silo, we can't think about things as separate from each other. So all of the current challenges that we've got need a real interconnected response. By that, well, we can't think about trying to tackle poverty without caring for the earth and we can't think about caring for the earth without thinking about caring for people so when pope francis talks about the cry of the earth and the cry of the poor we feel it's really important to take some time to listen to the cry of the earth and the cry of the poor and to think about what personal action you can take and that's what the ladato sea center is there for to help that you know so we can show people what difference they can make in their lives um, and, you know, encourage people wherever they are on their journey. You know, it's okay if you've just started or if you make mistakes or if you've been trying to do environmental things all your life. 
everybody's welcome and let's share what we can do. And I think for the centre, it's very much about education, about engaging people, but more importantly, enabling people so they can bring their own, begin their own journey of um, something else. Pope Francis, that ecological conversion, how they can think about their own change of mind and heart and attitude and how they can kind of look towards a greater love of God, each other and, and creation. And that's what we think about with that ecological conversion. Emma, Emma, that's so inspiring. Can I just interrupt you there? I think it's a good moment for a break. Uh, we're going to play Morning Has Broken and uh, meditate on the beauty of, of creation as we listen to it. Thank you so much for telling us about the Laudato Sea Centre. It's absolutely fascinating. You are listening to Radio Maria and Just Life. This morning we're joined by Emma Gardner who is telling us about the Laudato Sea Centre in the Diocese of Salford and ways we can be more environmentally friendly. If you have any questions for Emma, please do call us after the next song, song break and I'll give you the number now. The number is 0203 781 781-8423. If you want to call from abroad, that will be 0044-203-781-8423. And you can also send us a WhatsApp to our studio mobile. The number is 07502-385-3000.
010, WhatsApp 07502385010. We were listening to Morning Has Broken and Emma has been telling us about her call to work with the environment. Emma, back over to you. Thank you. So yeah, I've just explained what the Ladato Sea Centre is and in my ex I was talking about practical action. So it's a really good time to stop for some music then because the next part of what I'd like to share is some of the activities that we're doing in the Ladato Sea Centre. Most of our activities are actually happening in the wall garden at the moment. The two buildings that we are converting into our low, well, our zero carbon buildings, we received planning permission for earlier this year. So we've got lots of work to do in um, bringing those buildings back to life. So some of the activities that we've done, all the activities have been the wall garden, and I'll explain what they are. But what I thought I might start with actually now, is as you mentioned about what can we do, and we all need to do something. And that's why I was talking about how we're called to care for our common home. And I'm often asked, well, what can I do? What should we do? And there's, there's kind of six things that I say, and there's been a few webinars in the running up to COP. So um, apologies if you've heard these, but you know it's good to keep saying the same thing so we, we get what we need to do. So the six things I always ask, um, that people ask me and I always suggest, the first one is to keep up to date. And that learning is really important. There's so much on the news at the moment. And by keeping up to date really helps us to kind of focus our energies and, and frame our thinking. So that's the first thing. And there's some wonderful social media accounts to follow, um, some great news and um, channels and blogs and podcasts. The second thing is to use your voice. So I mentioned before how some of our children and parishioners have been writing to their MPs and it's really important that we use our voice. So talk to the environment, ask talk about the environment, tell people that it matters, it really does make a difference and help people on their journey and in their understanding. You can also contact companies of things that you buy and ask them, well, what are you doing to help the environment? How are you caring for our common home? The third thing is basically just reduce, reduce what you buy, what you use, what you throw away, reduce your energy, your water. Just really step back and think about, right, what do I do in my day, in my week, in my month? What do I use? What do I need? How can I reduce that impact? So that's always a good place to start. And there are tools out there online to help you understand where your carbon footprint is or your ecological footprint and it might help you understand a little bit where you should focus your energies the fourth thing fourth thing is thinking about what you eat so food production and can like consumption contributes a lot to the environment crisis so eat locally reduce what you waste you know learn those how you to preserve things freeze things um reduce processed foods because that has a huge impact through the packaging and the transport etc and then the fifth thing is just to make space and time make space for yourself in nature make space for your and time for yourself to walk 
cycle or get the bus. Sometimes we're all so busy, it's easy just to jump in the car and drive somewhere. When you make some space for yourself, there's a real health and well-being element. And really importantly, make space for God to listen to his guidance. If you don't know what to do, just take some time in nature and sit back and think and, and allow God's voice to help you. And then the final thing, which I think is really important, is just be kind to yourself because it can be overwhelming and, you know, you think you're doing the right thing and find out that it might not be or, you know, you might feel that you're not doing enough. Just be kind to yourself. So they're, they're the, the six things that I suggest for kind of how you can take action or how to start. And those kind of elements will be embedded in the Laudato Sea Centre and how we can help people. And like I said, the majority of work is in the War Garden at the moment. And we've got the space to contemplate and reflect and think, a space to get your hands dirty and plant things and, you know, be with nature. We've got an outdoor classroom and that's been built with some recycled materials. It's got hundreds of eco bricks that our parishioners and schools made. And eco bricks take uh, the large plastic milk cartons and they're stuffed with single-use plastics, a plastic that can't be currently recycled. And they help frame the outside of the building and educational piece as well, because you can see how much waste would just be thrown away. And a lot of this could be then blown from you know, rubbish bins are always thrown on the floor and that enters our waterways and has catastrophic impacts. So we're trying to use everything we do at the centre as an education. So these eco bricks are great. And then we've also got our tables that are made from recycled plastics. We've got a greenhouse, polytunnels, four beehives that um, it's already, we sell our honey and it's already won an award, which is great. Uh, we have a herb garden and that's designed in separate, it's in three beautiful swirls. One's herbs that help um, if you've got headaches or things with the head. Other herbs are for digestive and then the other swirl is for whole body. So connecting how we can use plants to help ourselves and well-being. And then we've got a fabulous willow dome and it's centred around one dome and then three different smaller domes. Domes. Again, thinking about how we can educate and inform and, and use stories to, to help understanding the three outer domes can be talked about as, you know, past, present and future or the Holy Trinity. Um, the main dome in the middle is roughly the size of some houses in refugee camps. So when we've had children or people or parishioners or other groups visiting, we can sit inside and just talk about that as an experience. So for us in you know, in our country and we've got this lovely garden and a willow dome for other families, that's their life, you know, that's their home. Instead of willow, it's tarpaulin. So, you know, we try and use that as stories. We'll be digging some ponds hopefully next year, but at the moment we've just covered the area with wildflower seeds, which the bees love. And this year we planted a forest garden, which is just fabulous so forest gardens mimic um like natural forests so you have trees and shrubs and perennials and we're using trees and nut trees and fruit bushes and different vegetables we we have some heritage varieties and we uh, next year we'll be planting a lot more heritage vegetables and we're working with our 
refugee and uh, asylum seeker communities to learn about what foods they have and to see if we can grow any other foods just to provide that kind of resilience in you know the the the, the more diverse you're planting it is more resilient so the forest gardens are low maintenance they're productive and they're really sustainable we don't use any chemicals on the garden and we have uh, lots of nooks and crannies for wildlife to hide in we we have had a little bit of trouble with rabbits. Oh, we're just going to have a music break this is the garden from father tansy I want to go to the place all alone where only we know I want to go to the place in my soul where only we know How beautiful is the place Where I go with you, Lord, alone A hidden cove is the place where streams flow There you rest my soul A garden enclosed Where living water flows Is the place where we go the place through the groves where your spices grow aloes and mer in the place merlot where only we know oh hurry on jesus haste let us go to my hungry soul when wine and bread the place. 
You are listening to Radio Maria. This is Just Life. Today we're joined by the aptly named Emma Gardner, who is uh, Head of Environment for the Diocese of Salford. We lost Emma. It wasn't her fault at all. Um, it was we've got BT men working here in the server room and I'm afraid uh, we got cut off. She got cut off from our end. So many apologies to Emma. And we were just listening to The Garden from Father Tanzi, a Franciscan friar of the Renewal in London, about going into the garden of our soul as a place to meet with God. Um, if you have a question for Emma, please get ready. In a few minutes, you'll be able to call in and ask her a question. The number to call is 0203 781 8423 0203 781-8423 or you can send us a WhatsApp on 07502 Send us a message 07502 If you have a question for Emma or if you want to share your own experience of environmental living and gardening and um Emma was telling us about uh, forest gardens. So back to you, Emma. Uh, we lost you during during the forest gardens. <laughs> okay, no worries. So yeah, I was just explaining we planted a forest garden this year, which we're really exciting to see. There's going to be pathways that weave around the forest garden and we're going to have um, areas which will be full of fruit trees and nut trees. So the, the forest gardens are very sustainable, they're low maintenance, they give uh, lots of different kinds of food and are very productive. So we hope we will be very successful with that. And I think what I was wanting to share is some of the activities that we started with in 2019. We had um, our first orchard was planted by some of uh, 60 plus pupils from our 10 Catholic primary ten local uh, Catholic primary schools and they're going re really well a few have been nibbled by rabbits again um, but we've, we've we've replaced those and they're doing very well uh, we as part of the planting we also shared with the children about the science of trees and that they can um, you know how they can look after trees and how trees look after us. Really wanted to. We started the session with a prayer and a reminder that we're all protectors of creation. This year we've had the Prince's Trust brought some 18 to 22 year olds and they created the herb garden that I mentioned and that was wonderful to get their help and to share about herbs with them and you know from the feedback they really enjoyed that and a local school came the other week and they did arts and crafts activities in the garden and it was lovely to to um, hear them the children having fun and running around the garden and they finished their kind of day in the willow dome in the middle of the willow dome with um, a story about nature and that was very calming in fact it was nice to sit and listen myself actually the other week we had a climate walk which finished at the centre. We walked from Salford Cathedral to the Ladato Sea Centre and at the end there was about 80 people walking around the centre. So it really is a place for, for people to come and share. I think moving forward we've got some really exciting plans. We're having a gardening course with a local college, another 
gardening project for um, to help um, with health and well-being. And we're developing a horticultural therapy and art therapy program so we can provide the opportunity for people to be with nature, work with nature, um, and also alongside to help their healing and health and, and well-being. I think, you know, I'm talking about the Lodato Sea Centre, but, I, you know, I don't want to think, you to think that's just it in the diocese. We've got so many activities in different parishes and schools. So one of our parishes, they've had their community garden for about 10 years, and that's in Gorton in Manchester. They're called the Parish of the Sacred Heart in St. Francis. And they transformed... Um, an area of land which wasn't being used, it was just uh, very grassy, and they converted it into an allotment. But for the whole community, again, for people of all faiths and none, and one of the things they focus on is waste not, want not. Um, so they try to recycle and reuse materials and, and kind of show the uh, community and people that visit that you can do this. So they reuse flower pots, hanging baskets, they use plastic milk containers to store their water that they've harvested from rainfall. They've reused wood that people would have been thrown away to build beetle houses and even make their own plant food from comfrey plants and leaf mull and banana skins. One of the things they're doing at the moment is collecting bricks that people haven't wanted to create a path and they've got stations of the cross that have been um, hand decorated by parishioners and all along the path which is just beautiful. I went to visit there, it was wonderful. They also kind of involve their local um, school as well. They, they help with the vegetables and, and help with some book hotels. Um, and a bit closer to Wardley Hall, we have a park called Holy Trinity in, in Walkden Salford. And they've created a community garden, again, clearing um, a piece of land and garden that wasn't being used. But what they've done is they've developed a garden to tackle uh, social isolation and loneliness for those in care homes and living with dementia. So it's a really beautiful, peaceful space where people can come, as well as the local care homes or, and people living with dementia, the, the garden has hosted. You are listening to Just Life on Radio Maria. We do have a question for Emma. Hey Emma, this is uh, Helena and I'm with the Diocese of East Anglia and my parish is very much about uh, building up our garden but we don't have any anything like what you guys have in software. I'm so jealous. Is there any way, how can you, uh, what can I do to encourage our diocese or our parish to set up similar types of projects? Uh, good question. I think I'd probably start with asking people for ideas so they feel they're part of that um journey of of creating so you know even if it's just saying you're going to meet somewhere to kind of explore opportunities and ideas and get people together and then they feel they're part of it uh, and have some ownership so I, I'd probably start there it's always good to kind of stand back and see what you've got because sometimes you know you might have something that's really amazing that you don't realize or you might have uh, you know like a great what people would call weeds but actually the butterflies and the pollinators love it so you know have a when when you've got people together or if you're you know just working a couple of you just have a little bit of a scan of what you've got and note down where where the spaces are 
and then just share those kind of thoughts and ideas with people. You'll find that there will be a number of people that are interested and uh, or if not, you can connect with your local school or, uh, you know, we've been really fortunate here. We've got a couple of partnerships. So there's an organisation called City of Trees, which are the community forests and Life for a Life, which do memorial forests. But we've also, you know, spoken with our local council, uh, local wildlife people, local wildlife trust. Um, so, yeah, I think once you start doing things, people start seeing they will get interested. So I'd start with sharing your idea and thoughts, trying to get a group, having a look at what's there, and then just, just call, you know, kind of areas, doing it small steps at first, because what we found here is things grow really quick. Um, so it's sometimes, you know, to keep on top of the areas that you need to. We've left areas just to do its own, their own thing, which is great. Yeah, you do need people to to help help you, volunteers or local groups. And what's lovely is if you can try and get some intergenerational work as well, so with the local schools and parishioners. So I'd probably oh, I start there. That. I and, love that. But what about, yeah. so you said sometimes weeds are like, are, are okay. But like, so... I'm from America, and the, the stinging nettles drive me crazy. <laughs> is there, is there a place for stinging nettles, or do we get rid of them? Well, so I think there's a real place for them. They are loved by insects, and also you can uh, eat them. So you can you can cook with them, and some people even use them to create fabrics and materials so there's a real story behind them obviously you need to be careful we um we have pathways where we in the Lodato sea sense but on occasion when people run around the garden or walk around which you're you know welcome to do a few people do get stung but then we've got dock leaves so you can tell the story right grab grab one of those rub it on <laughs> that should help so yeah I think there's a there's a place obviously you wouldn't want them all over and you know they also pull up some really valuable nutrients so if you if you cut them down before they seed, you can put them in your compost, um, but you wouldn't want to do that when they're all when the seeds are, are on. So, again, it, it might be just having a little space for those nettles um, that might be out of the way from people hurting themselves, or it might be that you can have like an interpretation board or a sign up saying, you know, these might you might think these are weeds, but these are providing you know food and shelter for which is um, you know really important. Oh, another question, Emma. So in our in our parish, we also have um, some plants in like pots because, you know, we want to bring it inside. Are there any suggestions for like healthy plants or, or things to go inside the parish, inside buildings? Um, I th one of the things that you can do, actually, is you can grow your own flowers for inside maybe on the altar so that's always something nice that can be done for plants inside yeah there's there's some great resources on the internet of different plants that help to keep the air nice and fresh and clean and I think I'm always surrounded by plants at home in fact it drives my husband crazy we've 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 got loads of plants but they just make you feel so good to be to be with them and you know near them so um i can't remember all the names because i'm completely self-taught but there are plants that will help kind of purify the air you know if you've got any offices within the parish buildings you know there's some plants that help to take out some of the 
pollution pollutants that you might get from office environments you know like from photocopies etc and uh, yeah so there's there's lots of different ones but i'm sorry i can't remember all the names i just name them by actual person's names <laughs> like my plants are called like trevor or you know Cecilia and things like that. So I don't know the actual names of the species, but I do know that they all have different properties that help and they just make you feel nice. That next to a plant is lovely. Thank you so much. I have to confess that here at Radio Maru, we haven't had the happiest history with our houseplants. I think uh, they had to be taken home by a, a kind volunteer for rescue <laughs> and uh, we haven't we haven't risked any since. Thank you so much, Emma, for joining us today and speaking to our listeners about the Laudato Sea Centre, about forest gardens. I... Um, I, I saw a fox on the way home last night and now I feel, you know, I feel the hedgehogs and foxes, they're just around the corner in nature. Nature is just there yes. waiting to be cared for and, and loved. So thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us today. And I hope you'll join us again before too long and on Just Life. Thank you. I'd love to. Thanks for asking me. Take care, everyone. Have a lovely day. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 You have been listening to Just Life on Radio Maria. Today we were joined by Emma Gardner of the Diocese of Salford who shared so beautifully about what they're doing in Salford and what we can do around the country to preserve and promote the environment, especially at this important time coming up to the COCO, the, the climate conference in Glasgow. And now we have... Bird song from One Hope Project. One Hope Project are a contemporary worship group based in London. Chaos soul. 